Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena, teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. So excited to chat with you all today because this topic is one that is near and dear to my heart. (laughs) In saying that, it is something I am very familiar with. So that is procrastination. Yes, that is what we're talking about today. Now, before we dive in, a couple things. If you guys want to come and hang out in our Solo Women Travel Tribe Facebook group. I just want you to know that that is open and you will find us on Facebook in the groups section. Just look up solo women with an E travel tribe. Come and hang out. We um, actually had a group hangout today. So what I have started is a monthly call where everybody in the community all across the world, solo female travelers all across the world can come together and hang out on Zoom for an hour and just connect and share our love and passion of travel, share our stories, um, talk about things that we've learned, experiences we've had, ask questions, all of that. So we had our first one today and it was super fun. So if you do come hang out, you can check out the events tab and you will see all of the information about the next one. And also I do a weekly Facebook live in that group where I go live and I talk about a topic just like we're talking about today. Um, and I share, you know, different strategies and tools and we have a Q&A session and yeah, you guys can come along and hang out there too. Super fun. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say is I'm just loving Instagram right now. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's all of the cat videos that keep showing up on my newsfeed. I don't know what's going on, but Instagram keeps suggesting accounts that I follow and it always has cats (laughs) every single time. So Instagram obviously knows I am a crazy cat lady. But anyway, on Instagram, I love to share, you know, the behind the scenes. So I share my client wins. I share my own wins. I share, you know, where I live and my office and fun things and great quotes and little nuggets and tools. And yeah, I love being on there. It's quite fun. So if you want to hang out there as well, you will find me zena.jones.coach. Zena is spelt with an X. All right. I think that's it. (laughs) All right. I hope you're having a magical week, my friend. So let's dive into procrastination. I had an email come in last week and I read this email and I wasn't quite sure how to respond to it. So I didn't. I went and I did all of my other work. And then I thought about it that night when I was in bed and I was like, shit. And I made a mental note that I needed to reply the next time. The next day came and I reread the email and I was like, oh, I'm just not really sure exactly what to say and how to respond. So I was like, I'm going to do it later in the day. And I plan to do it later. Later never came. Right. And I thought about it again that night. I had hopped into bed and I was reading my book. and I was like, shit, I didn't reply to that email. It's like weighing on me now. So day three rolls around and I get a follow up email from the person who had sent me the original email, right? And I was like, right, I really need to prioritize this. All of a sudden it's Saturday morning, right? Which was just the following day. So we're four days in and I still had not replied to this email. And it's really weighing on me now and I'm feeling really bad for not replying. And I've been so busy, 
Like I think about it, I'm like, man, I've been so busy this week. Like I cleaned the house. I got fully up to date on all of my work. I've responded to all of my clients. Everything is up to date. That was when I realized what I was doing. (laughs) My friends, I was procrastinating it. I was procrastinating this, replying to this email because I was feeling confused and uncertain, right? And those are two of the emotions that I have previously identified, like I am aware that they lead me down the procrastination path, okay? So I'm sure you guys, if you've listened to this podcast before, will have heard me say that what we think determines how we feel, how we feel determines what we do. So certain emotions that you experience Right. And perhaps it might be similar for you if you experience confusion or overwhelm or uncertainty, they may lead you to procrastinate. Right. They definitely do for me. Right. I'm fully aware that those are my my triggers. My procrastination triggers are when I feel confused, uncertain or unsure or overwhelmed. Okay, so how we feel determines what we do or don't do right? Procrastinating is avoiding doing the thing we want to do, right? So this email was literally a 15 minute job and I had avoided it for four days. And in avoiding it, I actually wasn't feeling good about it. I was feeling bad, right? I hadn't not, I hadn't done it yet, right? I was feeling really bad for that. Sounding familiar? Maybe like me, you procrastinate in a productive way. So I I refer to myself sometimes as a productive procrastinator or a productive procrastinator in recovery, as I like to put it, right? So what that means is procrastination sometimes shows up in disguise for us because it's disguised behind other important tasks, right? Like we're cleaning and the house needs to be cleaned and the washing needs to be folded and all of these things, right? But it's not the task that we know we need to get done. It's not the important task at hand, right? The one that we are avoiding. So protect, (laughs) productive, I've got to slow it down, productive procrastination, right? Is when the house get clean, gets cleaned, the washing gets folded, all of your messages are replied to, your inbox is up to date, right? It looks like you're being productive, right? But in reality, you are avoiding the very thing that you know needs to get done and the sooner it gets done, the better, right? It's like a mirage. So many of us procrastinate our dreams and we could do that until we die. Right. And I see this. So many of my clients who come to me to start coaching, they have been procrastinating their dreams for years. Right. So if you've ever heard in your brain, I just don't feel like it. Right. I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it yet. I'll do it later. Right. That is normal. Right. Not feeling like it is normal, but my friends, it is not, I repeat, not a legitimate reason not to do something, right? Most of the time, you're not going to feel like doing it. You will likely feel the opposite of feeling like doing it, 
<laughs> right? That's generally how I feel when I sit down to do some of my, you know, more challenging tasks, right? I feel the opposite of wanting to do it, right? But that actually means that we must move forward and do it anyway. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So I frequently catch my brain saying to me, I don't feel like it, right? I get it most days. And it sounds to me like in, in my brain, it's a lot like a whiny, rebellious kind of a teenager, right? So it's like it wants to kick back in my office chair and put its legs, <laughs> this is me I'm talking about, right? Put my legs up on the desk, cross them, fold my arms, or you know, perhaps even give the fingers. Like that's how my body feels, <laughs> my brain. That's how my brain is acting, right? A lot like a whiny, rebellious teenager, right? And when I hear that and I kind of feel that rebellion, that's how I know that my brain is trying to get out of what we are doing or what we're about to do. Now, it can be sneaky. It will try to negotiate with me, right? But do not negotiate with yourself, right? Put it on the calendar, plan to do it and follow through because negotiating with yourself is negotiating with your dreams. Don't do that. Okay. So I have a really simple scheduling system that I use, which I'm going to briefly share with you uh, as it relates to this episode, but we will do another episode in the future on time management and scheduling and, you know, being productive. So every Monday morning, what I do very first thing, like eight or nine o'clock when I sit at my desk is I make a list of everything I need to do throughout that week, right? And then I prioritize it and I schedule it on my calendar. Like I plan it all out on my calendar and I get very specific and detailed about what I'm going to do and when. And that is amongst my regular appointments or meetings, Okay, so every week I have like, you know, client, you know, coaching calls at set times. So in amongst that, the rest of the time, I plan out everything that I wrote out on that to-do list. Okay, so then I know what I'm doing and when I'm doing it, right? And I know when my breaks are and I know what I will accomplish and do and create each week. So then I just need to follow my calendar and not negotiate with myself okay in fact I just expect that I'm not going to want to do what's on my calendar right outside of like my client appointments which I really look forward to and you know you know some other masterminding kind of groups when it comes to sitting down and creating content sometimes it's even like creating a podcast sometimes my brain will argue it'll be like nope I don't want to I don't feel like it I've got nothing to say no (laughs) right So I expect not to want to do what's on my calendar, right? Now, if you only do what you feel like doing, you are going to move backwards. You are not going to progress. You are not going to move forwards. You are not going to achieve your dreams, okay? So we have talked briefly on this podcast before about the motivational triad, Okay, so that is that we are wired as humans with a primitive brain, like our primal brain is wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain and conserve energy. Right. That is the most basic form. Now, that served us back when we were living in caves. Right. It served us for our evolution. Right. To, you know, 
be worried about the potential of a lion or a tiger coming out of the bushes and chasing you, right? And we wanted to seek pleasure, avoid pain, save our energy for when we had to go without food for a while, when we had to hunt, when we needed to stay in the safety of the cave, right? All of these things. However, that wiring, the way our primitive brain operates, it does not serve us majority of the time, right? It is very rare that we are, you know, in a situation where we're being, you know, held at gunpoint or, you know, something being chased by a wild animal. Like that is very rare to, you know, to, to have that situation. So the fact that our brain wants to do this, although very well intended and did serve us back when we were living in caves, it can actually hold us back today. Okay. It prevents us from growing and evolving and achieving our goals if we continue to honor it, right? What got us here can't get us there, right? So it did serve us up until now. However, it's not going to serve us to keep listening to that, to keep giving into that moving forward, right? So I'm going to give you an example of this in just a minute, but, and you really just want to kind of reiterate that we actually need to reverse the motivational triad. We need to do the opposite. We need to pursue discomfort, be willing to experience the emotional pain, like open up to all of the emotions that we could possibly experience, right? And use more energy, deliberately take the action that we want to take. So I have a client right now who is wanting to be more productive in her work as she transitions from five days down to four days. Okay. So she works for herself and she wants to go from working five days a week to four days a week. Now we have started by making her Fridays a non-negotiable, no work day, zero work. Okay, so what doesn't get completed in her Monday through Friday then becomes a task for the following week. No negotiations. Okay, now often when she sits down to do the work that is on her calendar that she needs to get done, that she wants to get done, she often finds herself procrastinating and doing other stuff, other work, work tasks, right? Because she's avoiding feeling the self-doubt that she's experiencing. And that's coming from thoughts like, I don't know how or where to start. I don't know if the client is going to like it. I'm sure you guys just heard that little motorbike going past, very noisy. <laughs> so back to the self-doubt, the thoughts are, I don't know how or where to start. I don't know if the client's gonna like it. I don't know if it will be good enough. I don't have all the answers. Now, if you remember the self-coaching model that I have walked you through before, right? There are circumstances, right? And those are the facts. Then we have thoughts about those circumstances. Our thoughts determine how we feel. How we feel determines what we do or what we don't do, right? And at those actions that we take, what we do and don't do, create our results. So... For many of us, when we experience the feeling of self-doubt, we avoid doing the thing 
we are having the doubts about. Okay. So in order to get her work done, in order to pursue our dreams and bring to life all that we want to create, right? All that we want to be known for in this world, we have to allow the discomfort, right? We have to allow the uncomfortable feelings and not make it mean stop, but instead make it mean go. So in this example, when she's feeling self-doubt, right, instead of using that as a reason to avoid the work, to procrastinate it, to not do it, allow yourself to experience doubt and do it anyway. Right. Expect yourself to feel doubt, plan to feel doubt, allow yourself to be in doubt, to be unsure and take action anyway. Do the thing even when you feel that way. Okay, I can take action when I'm experiencing self-doubt. Right. And so can you. Right. And so can my client. Right. We all can. But so often, right, we make it mean something has gone wrong or we need more information. Right. And we use it as a reason to stop or avoid or put it off. But in actual fact, we can have the doubt with us and still do the thing. Right. It just feels uncomfortable. So we avoid it. Right. Remember that motivational triad. Our brain would much rather, you know, pursue something more pleasurable right? Avoid the emotional pain of feeling the doubt and save our energy, right? So instead, we are going to reverse that motivational triad, okay? So when you're doing your work, when you are doing what you want to be doing, right? I want you to think about like, When I say that, I want you to think about like if you were in your job and you were doing the work that you needed to do, which you want to get done, right? So that you can go home on time, right? When you're doing that work, even when you work for yourself, right? Most of the time, it doesn't feel amazing, right? We think that it will feel good, but most often it doesn't, right? The same is true when you are pursuing your goals, and your dreams, right? Even like, like I think weight loss, I always give weight loss examples weird, but I think it's just kind of easy to relate to, at least in my brain it is. So even when you're like losing weight, right? Like it is uncomfortable. You might be eating less and, you know, reducing portion sizes and saying no to, you know, sweet stuff or, you know, some of your preferred choices, right? You may be drinking a little bit less alcohol and you may be, you know, physically exercising more, right? That is uncomfortable, right? And most of the time it doesn't feel amazing to be doing it, right? It doesn't feel amazing to be eating less and, you know, going for a run, (laughs) right? But what we think especially in the work capacity, right? We think that it will feel good, right? And most often it doesn't, right? It's very rare that you get into that like flow state, 
right? Like when I am creating content or maybe I'm creating a free training or something like that, I, of course, I want to be in the flow state. I want it to all come naturally and be super fun and super easy and all of those things. Like even when I'm re- like drafting a podcast for you guys and making notes about the podcast, right? I want it to come naturally. I want it to flow. I want it to be easy. But just because it doesn't isn't a good reason not to do it, right? It is very rare that the flow state turns up when you want it. I don't know if you heard, I clicked my fingers, but it's very rare that that flow state turns up when you want it. And if you have it, my friends, that's amazing. Go for gold, but don't wait for it or rely on it. Don't use the fact that you don't have it right now as a reason to stop, to not move forward, right? Your ability to take action, even when your brain is throwing a tantrum or being a rebellious teenager like mine likes to be, right? It will radically transform and change your life, right? I want you to really think about that. Like if you could learn... And you can, right, that's what we're teaching you here on this podcast, right? If you can learn how to take action when your brain is telling you not to, or it'd be way easier to go watch Netflix right now, or I'll just do it later, imagine how much more productive you will be. Imagine how your life will change. Imagine how different your life could be, what you would be able to create, to accomplish, to do, right? The more we are able to manage our minds and take responsibility for our emotions, right? And understand that we are the ones who determine how we feel, not the outside world, us, right? Remembering what you think determines how you feel. When we can take responsibility for that, for our emotions, for experiencing the self-doubt or the overwhelm, right? When we can take responsibility For them, the less we will use them as an excuse, right? When we stop blaming the outside world, oh, I'm so overwhelmed because my boss has loaded me up with all of this work, right? I'm actually overwhelmed because of the thoughts I'm having about all of the work, right? I can own that and get to work and do the things I want to get done, right? Um, One thing I just briefly want to touch on is perfectionism, So I'm calling all my fellow perfectionists or recovering perfectionists. (laughs) I like to call myself a perfectionist in recovery. (laughs) I know this one will do well. Every now and again, it creeps back in in sneaky little ways. And I'm like, ha, I see you perfection. Not today. (laughs) So perfectionists, we delay putting our work out into the world because it's not yet perfect. Guys, if I waited for this podcast to be perfect, damn, we'd be waiting a long ass time. No, (laughs) done is better than perfect. Stuff that, right? Perfectionists are scared, right? Scared of making a mistake or having their work rejected or being judged by their work. Right. So delaying the work pretends to delay the judgment and gives us time to perfect it. Right. But we all know that that's bullshit and doesn't work. Right. It just doesn't get done or it gets done last minute with zero time to perfect it. Right. So then we're not happy with the job we did. 
So back when I was in school, I remember I had this project and I'm pretty sure it was geography class. So I was in like high school, college, whatever you want to call it. Right. I was like around, I think, age 14, 15, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, But I had this geography project and I had an extension because I actually, no, I must have been 16 because I went to get my tonsils out during the time that this was due to be handed in. So I had this like two week extension and I avoided starting it till after my tonsil operation, till after having my tonsils removed, right? And I could have very well, I had plenty of time to start before. Then I continued to put it off until a couple of days before the due date. This was a huge project, like one of the biggest projects I had ever done. And then I didn't complete it until roughly three weeks after my extension. So five weeks after it was, you know, meant to have been completed and handed in with the rest of the class. To which I used the excuse of my tonsils, right? But in reality, I was obsessing over and trying to like perfect this assignment, this work, right? This project. I was trying so hard to make it as good as possible. Like I was, I just remember obsessing over and trying to perfect every little detail. And my teacher, she refused to mark it and told me I failed the assignment. I remember I tried to negotiate with her and to say, hey, can you at least tell me what you would have given it? Like, what would you have marked it? Because I just wanted to know how good it was. She flat out refused. She's like, I'm not doing that. You are so far past the deadline. I refuse to mark it. Right? What? (laughs) I'm so glad she stood her ground. Good for her. (laughs) But here's the thing, my friends. Complete is better than nothing. Done is always better than perfect. Like if you consider the options of getting it done, right? And not getting it done. Done is always better than never doing it because you're so, you know, obsessed with getting it perfect. If we wait for perfect, it will never be done. I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, the Mona Lisa is not perfect. Like so many people think like it's a perfect painting and all of this. I'm like, it would be very easy to critique it, right? Train yourself to stop striving for perfection and instead strive for completion. So as my coach Brooke Castillo says, stop focusing on the A and instead make B minus work what you aim for. Okay. If like me, you have a tendency to lean towards perfection, you probably work well under pressure or often find yourself leaving things to the last minute. Okay. I have a solution for you. So what I want to encourage you to do is to procrastinate backwards. Yes, backwards. (laughs) So use the 80-20 rule, right? If you're familiar with the 80-20 rule. So in terms of like health, people will say like I eat healthy or I eat maybe green 80% of the time and 20% of the time I can eat whatever I want. That kind of thing. The 80-20 rule. So what we do with the 80-20 rule is we do our task now well ahead of the deadline as fast as possible right you do it now as fast as possible 
And then, so you get 80% of the work done, right? You just get it completed. Then you spend 20% of your time perfecting it, right? 80 now, 20 later, right? 80, 20. Create that environment for yourself now. Create that last minute environment. Put that time limit on it now. Then allow yourself that time to perfect it and play with it and muck around with it after, right? Don't negotiate, right? Remember not to negotiate with your dreams. Work as fast as possible. Remove the option to perfect it and just get it done. This is how I operate with the podcast, right? I get it all out of my head, like well ahead of time. I get everything I want to say out. I make little bullet points. And then when it's recording time, I have extra time built in where I am allowed to perfect it ahead of time or afterwards. Generally, I don't now because I've trained myself not to, but I have that time built in, right? Working fast like doesn't actually allow room for stress. It requires like us to focus and make decisions like snap, like really quickly, which I love, right? Because if we're procrastinating, there is a lot of stress. We are worrying, we're anxious, like, oh, I have to do that. It's weighing on our mind all the time, right? Whereas instead, if we create that environment while ahead of time where we can move quickly and we put a time frame and a deadline on it, right? And we honor that commitment in our calendar, we create an environment where we don't have room for stress because we have to make decisions. We have to, you know, act, right? That's why I say schedule it ahead of time, right? And it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to get done. You remove the option to do other things to daydream. I'm such a daydreamer. (laughs) You give me like, you know, three hours to do an hour long task and I will daydream for the first two and a half hours. (laughs) I love it. Dream all day, right? But when you create those limits, right, you remove the option for that. Okay. Create this for yourself ahead of time, right? We create a really stressful solution for ourselves by doing it last minute and then not having the option to perfect it, to get it right. Right. So procrastination is thinking about doing something and then thinking about how you're not doing it, which results in a lot of stress or anxiety and wasting your energy. Okay. (laughs) We don't want to do that. So You, my friends, are the one who gets to take authority of your brain, right? You might have a toddler in your brain sometimes, maybe like me, you've got that rebellious teenager who sounds like they're running the show, right? That is your brain and your primal desires, right? Trying to follow that motivational triad and run the show. Now, You get to override that. You get to be the one to take charge and tell your brain what's okay and what's not okay, even when it feels really fucking uncomfortable. And it will, right? Even when your brain says, yeah, but just one more episode of Netflix, just one more episode of Grey's Anatomy, right? No, (laughs) no, 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 right? Another coaching colleague of mine, we both certified through the Life Coach School, Kara Lowenthal is her name, and she is the host of the Unfuck Your Brain podcast. Love her. So she recommends that you give your brain, sorry, give yourself rather three options 
when it comes to doing what you have planned in your calendar, right? When it comes to that block of time that you've scheduled, three options. Option one, do it. Option two, you self-coach yourself or get coaching on why you're not doing it and how to start doing it. And option three is you stare at the wall. That's it, right? Don't allow yourself the luxury of doing something else. And that includes procrastinative product. productive procrastination, right? Don't allow yourself to productively procrastinate by working on something else, by cleaning the house, by checking your inbox. No, right? You have three options. You do it, you coach yourself or get coaching on why you're not doing it and how to start, or you stare at the wall. Okay, that's it, right? Your primitive brain is just trying to call the shots and stay inside the comfort zone, right? Inside that motivational triad. When you learn how to accept this discomfort, you will be able to accomplish anything, my friends. It's so powerful to be able to do this. And it takes courage. I get that. Right? It takes courage to do this. It's a lot like a workout. You are building new muscles. Right? You are building and flexing your discomfort muscle, your willingness to do things even when it feels hard and uncomfortable and your brain is telling you not to do it, right? But I want you to imagine the level of self-trust and pride that this will create for you, right? It is powerful. All right, my friends, that is it for today's episode. Make sure you come hang out with me on Instagram, xena.jones.coach. And also come hang out in Solo Women Travel Tribe Facebook group if that is a place that you want to be. Sorry, guys, it's for the girls only, for the women. All right, huge love, my friend. Have a magical week. Take care and I will see you very soon. Hey, if you are loving everything you are hearing here on the podcast and you are ready to create a bigger life, a life with more love, joy and freedom, then I want to personally invite you to join me on a Zoom call where we can explore what it will look like to have me in your corner, helping you apply the coaching tools that you are learning here on the podcast to your life. Come on over to xenajones.com, that's X-E-N-A-J-O-N-E-S.com and book your free call today.